Coming up, baseball's biggest home run stars took center stage at Coors Field on Monday night. We discuss how the Colorado Heat couldn't slow down the polar bear as the 2019 Derby champ delivered a repeat performance. Plus, with the home run derby over, all eyes shift to the summer spectacular. Which team comes out on top? Stay tuned. Diamond Talk starts right now. Another episode of Diamond Talk. I am your host, the Mukesiah, Aaron Mukes, alongside the smoothest voice in broadcasting. I don't know what he's doing over there with the, just a blank green screen. Mr. Dylan Kearns. What's up, Dylan? How are you? I am doing okay. Usually I say I'm doing well, but I'm going to tell everybody right off the jump, I'm going to look different. I'm going to sound different today. My MacBook uh, is not working, so I'm operating on an iPad right now. Shout out to our producer, Vinny Milani and AJ Johnson. I should say producers, uh, because they're behind the scenes working on this, trying to make it a good show today. But uh, we're going to try our best. Uh, yeah, I can see they're back there tinkering with stuff as we speak, because I'm hearing you in like 73 different vocal tones. Um, but hey, it, this is what we do at the Rough Cut Sportscast. We just deal with it. But but Dylan, we have we have a lot to get to, first of all. But none other than last night's home run derby man i don't know about you but this was exciting the first round matchup i was ready to see was otani right everybody was there to see otani and boy did he come out hot he started a little slow he started to get going and him and juan soto put on a show otani would tie the score up and then juan soto would an extra time would come and hit three straight balls in a hit off and actually take the first round matchup to knock otani out Juan Soto put on a show. It was exciting to watch. But the guy that everybody was talking about was this man, Trey Mancini. And, you know, coming back from colon cancer, this guy, everybody was on his side. He had the crowd behind him, and he was there. He went all the way to the finals. He knocked out my my local guy, Matt Olson, early in the round, in the first round. But Mancini was hitting bombs. But the star of the show was none other than Vinny's guy, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo does it again. The power display hitting 35 home runs in the first round to defeat Salvador Perez and would go on to beat Trey Mancini in the finals to take home back-to-back home run derby crowns. And, and there he is, right next to a guy that's done it before. Pete Alonzo, man. Um, Dylan, we need to talk about everything that went on last night. I, I want to start somewhere other than the winner in Pete Alonzo. Everybody was there to see Shohei Otani. The talk all week leading up to it was he leads the league in homers. Otani's pitching. He's hitting. He's doing everything. And you see he got off to a slow start, and then all of a sudden he turned it on. What, what, did you, what was your takeaway from Otani's performance last night and kind of how he's, he's like surpassed some of these guys as like the star in baseball? What, what were you thinking as you were watching that performance? He is unlike anything that we've seen. And you go back in time, you think Babe Ruth. I mean, that's the only one you could really compare to right now of what he's been doing. But when, when, he, when, the, when the report came out uh, last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, where it said that he is not taking batting practice all year, I was like, that's, that's a red flag. That's going to be a red flag. You're looking at the home run derby. Now, yes, he has 33 home runs in the regular season. 
but that's hitting 90, 95 plus mile per hour velocity out of the ballpark on a consistent basis. There for a while, he was hitting 60 mile an hour, if that, from the bull, or the batting practice pitcher. And you notice all of his swings, he was early out in front trying to pull the ball down the line. And he had to make an adjustment halfway through. He got a phone call from his teammate, Mike Trout, to help him through it. And uh, it seemed like Mike Trout was like, hey, just hit the ball to all fields. Don't worry about it. Just, just start hitting bombs. Because after that happened, he did start hitting it to all fields. And he did start hitting bombs. It was just too little too late. And we had the epic swing off. And, and that by far to me was the kind of the story of the first round, the, the epic swing off between him and Soto and for Soto to come out in that, in that swing off and hit, but all three of his pitches, he, I mean, he just, he crushed them. Right. Um, he, I think all the left-handed hitters started to learn one thing to hit the ball in the middle of the field. Um, the ball was kind of not carrying out to right. Like they, like they anticipated normally left-handed hitters like to hit, pull the ball. They started to hit the ball up the middle. And you saw that with Juan Soto, all of his balls, and over an extra time went out and then Otani is for, you know, he needed all three to go out. He hits a ground ball and you can see the smile on his face and just the joy that he was having to be there. But I think the biggest takeaway from, from Otani's kind of presence was the people around him, the other players in the league that talk about how excited they were to see this guy hit in the home run derby or how excited they are to see him pitch or hit tonight in the, in the all-star game. So Otani, Albeit the, he didn't win the home run derby. I thought that storyline of him being in the home run derby was was really big for Major League Baseball. It was a hundred percent. I mean, Shohei's just a universal guy, and he, he's a perfect person to be this uh, the face of the baseball, if you will. I mean, he's he does everything well. He pitches. I mean, he's got an ERA starting the All Star game today, and he's also DH. They had to change the rules for the guy. He's that good. So uh, I'm excited to see him going on in the future and potentially the face of baseball going forward. He's just a great guy, and you did see the cameras all in his face. And I think that might have had a factor into his fatigue late in the first round. After all the swing-offs, he was getting everybody wanting to interview him and talk to him, and it could have affected him uh, at the Home Run Derby. Now, I, I, don't like to, I don't like to rub things in, but before we, we picked our winners, you picked, yeah, home, you, you picked hometown guy Trevor's story. And, and I laughed. I mean, we didn't even get into the debate because I laughed and said, it's just not going to happen. Now, I did expect a right-handed hitter to win. Trevor Story's performance was it was decent. It was good. It was better it than was I thought. Bad. I, I thought it was gonna be, I thought he was gonna be real bad. I thought he was gonna hit like four or five home runs, like just you know, shit the bed. But it, there's something to be said about being in front of your home crowd and, and the fact that the that Major League Baseball put him in there, knowing that maybe he's not one of the better power hitters. He is a shortstop and he's not gonna hit 50 bombs a year. I did think I did like the sentimental value of it. And and he was able to put on a show for his hometown fans, and that might be the last time. Um, he ever even gets to to participate as an in an all star game as a Colorado Rocky. So what what do you take away from your pick? And are you regretting taking Trevor's story uh, as I'm sure you are? Oh yeah, I, I'm regretting it a hundred percent. And that, I mean that's just, that's just I told you by the way. I told you yeah, bad move. But but I'll say this: I, I saw the list, and yes, we do know Pete Alonso was the only one that had experience there uh, at, at winning or participating in a home run derby out of all the contestants. So it, I, I went to the factor like okay. He's hit at Coors Field, right? And he knows the ballpark. That's where I thought it played an advantage for him. It just didn't turn out that way. His pitcher, Mike Redmond, wouldn't give him anything over the heart of the plate. It seemed like he was, when he did throw strikes, he was taking forever to give a next pitch to him. Granted, Story didn't hit him out. He said before the contest started, I expect the crowd to get behind me. But then I, I think he forgets he's playing in Colorado because they don't have a crowd behind anybody anytime. So uh, he, he thought he was going to have a crowd behind him. They weren't there. And uh, he just he sort of fell on his face. I mean, I guess he did get to the next round, but 
it was uh, it was a it was a weird weird total for him. I didn't think he did as well as some people thought. Now we have to we got to show some love. First of all, let, let's show some love to me because I, I believe I predicted what was going to happen last night. Let's Good take a you. look at let's take a look at the tape. Let's listen to it. I'm calling it right now. Back to back. Pete Alonzo wins it again. When you look at this list of guys, I don't think anybody there can keep up with them. I don't think Otani wants none of this problem. I think Pete Alonzo is built for a competition like this. The dude is massive with massive power. Pete Alonzo goes back to back. Wow. Who is that? That, that is the Mukesaya. That is the absolute Mukesaya at his finest. This, and I'm going to say it again, this competition is, I mean, Pete Alonzo is built for this type of baseball you see it's an effortless swing the guy barely even moves in the box he has such tremendous power and I'll, I'll say the i'll say the biggest thing that i noticed is he's embraced being a part of the home run derby and what he brings to the game of baseball the dancing the 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 chain wearing like the he talked about how he had to he picked out his music and it was Nas and and, and talking about how he's from the bronx and all this like or from queens and this is what he's doing. He's putting on for the New York Mets, and he's taking baseball to where we want it to be. We want it to be entertaining. We want people to be out there and excited to watch these guys hit. And I think Pete Alonso is great for the game, and I'm calling it right now. I hope he comes back and he does it again next year because he's going to three-peat this thing. And, he, he, you know, winning it twice, winning it back-to-back, -back, he matched guys like it – only, it only happened twice, and he's matched guys like King Griffey Jr. And to be on that list, it's special. So I hope that guys take a look at this and realize – that Pete Alonso is changing the way the game is played and the excitement level he's bringing to it. And I hope more guys start to do it. So my biggest takeaway, Pete Alonso belongs in this competition. And if he comes back next year, I'll call it now. He's winning it again. Oh, he'll be back next year. I mean, heck, the guy's made more money winning home run derbies than he has throughout his entire MLB career. And that's a fact. <laughs> two million, two million dollars on the last two home run derbies over his three-year career. He's made 1.4. So He's made more. Granted, he did give some to charity after his first winning. But Pete Alonso, I loved his post-game interview. Some thought he was cocky. Some thought he was fired up. He said, I'm the best power hitter in the league. If you want to get the best people at the home run derby that hit home runs, hearing Pete Alonso thinking he's the best, which I think right now he is. I mean, he's got a stroke for days. It doesn't matter. He switched pitchers. It doesn't matter. He's still cranking them out. He's still winning the derby. So he's going to get people fired up. Tatis, like, did he just say he's the best power hitter in the game? I got to come out and show him. So he did a good job of selling the game of baseball right there for everybody that uh, is trying to participate later on. Because I think right now he's solid, but he's trying to get the best people in there so he can take them down too. And, and it's not the first time we've seen him kind of show that bravado. We saw it when the Aaron Judge stuff came out and he says, well, I'm always on the field. And, you know, I think there's a level to that. And I think he does it on purpose and I like it. So Pete Alonzo, shout out to him for being back to back. Um, the All-Star game is on right now. American League up one nothing early. Um, and we, we talked about it the other day, uh, how we both have the National League. So, but I, I have something I want to get to today that that I really want to bring to Dylan's attention. And this is not going to be friendly. It's not going to be nice. And I'm going to say it one last time, and then I'm going to drop it for the remainder of the 2021 season. But right now, it's time to bring the heat. Got some cheese, bud! Got some big, stinky cheese! Bringing the heat made by Milani. That's right. Go out and get all of your Rough Cut Sports Cats merchandise. We have shirts. We got tanks. Um, 
it's it's we got we got it all like we we really do have it all it's it's good stuff go out and get your shirts and and support the rough cut sports cast now dylan we've gone back and forth um this this astros um yankees are the astros cheating i i'm i don't even want to get into the cheating aspect of it i want to address the new york yankees i want to address their fans after what i saw this weekend the new york yankees are third place in their division. They're going up against the Houston Astros, who have, I mean, been on a tear. They've been doing what, exactly what they're supposed to do. And we watch the Houston Astros walk around this league getting booted every ballpark, and every time, every time they come back, <laughs> look, Martin Maldonado right there, giving them the little flash of the shirt, showing I'm not wearing a buzzer. And then we have Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. Every time they get an opportunity, it's like they're throwing something out at the, at the Astros, like, oh, you cheated. You took a World Series away from us. You saw the little, let's button it up. And then on Saturday night, I believe, Jose Altuve, after being down eight or seven to two, hits a walk-off three-run shot. And all I hear is Yankee fans complaining about, oh, well, they ripped off his jersey, wasn't wearing a buzzer, but they cheated in 2017. Can we please stop it? The New York Yankees spend more time worrying about what the Astros are cheating or whether they were cheating or not back in 2017 than they do playing baseball. It's nice. They've taken two of three from the Astros twice this year. They're playing really well against the Astros because they get up for those games. And guess what? They can't get up for anybody else. They can't go win games against the Detroit Tigers or the Minnesota Twins or the Tampa Bay Rays or the Blue Jays because they're so consumed with what happened in 2017 that all they care about are the Houston Astros. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of Yankees fans talking about four years ago. Get over it. They're not taking the trophy away. The Astros won the World Series, and that's that. If you continue to consume yourself with worrying about what the Astros are doing, you're going to continue to find yourself in third place in your division and not making the playoffs. I'm sick and tired of Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stan and all these Yankee players that are making excuses from four years ago. Play baseball. Play the teams that are right in front of you and stop worrying about the Houston Astros. I'm sick of it. I'm done. Now go I'm ahead. I'm done. You're you're done? I'm done. I'm wow. done. Wow. Look at this guy. Let's let's root for the cheaters. Let's do it. Yeah. All the Yankees fans that are out there. 2017, right? 2017. You know why they're fired up? They got they not knocked out because of an incident that happened that was based on cheating. The guy didn't take his shirt off. He's doing this, right? So they mock him because that's the one way they can get over what happened to them. They were a good baseball team in 2017. I agree with you right now. The Yankees are trash. Like, they're not going anywhere. And I do I do think they need to get rid of what's happened there. But to, to say that, oh, well, they need to get over it right away. They need to just sit back and understand what's going on. Right away, no, it's been four years. Who cares? Who cares? So you're saying, oh, yeah, good job, Astros. Make sure you take your shirt off there. Altuve said, I didn't take my shirt off because I got a new tattoo. Oh, I know that. Where's your tattoo? You took your shirt off. You don't have a tattoo showing. He's out there bare-chested. Did he get it removed? Did he get that tattoo removed? I don't whoa, think whoa, whoa, so. Whoa, whoa. Well, first off, first off, first off, he did not remove his shirt. His teammates did. Yes, and second, did. Yeah, but and, still. And it was secondly, stop. He said he got a and, tattoo. And he does he does have a tattoo. It's over his le- it's over his chest, and you can see it. Yeah, it's like it's this very big. big. Good yes, lord. It's the whole nation would have gone into shambles is, if they saw that thing. This isn't about the cheating. I will I will sit on here and give it to you. If the Astros cheated, yes, they cheated. You have to get over it. 
as a manager, do you sit? Do you, would you want your team to sit there and still worry about what happened four years ago? The teams change. They're not even all the same players. You got a few guys on the Yankees that still have, are concerned. With it. Aaron Judge is supposed to be one of the better power hitters in the game of baseball. And instead of worrying about that, he'd rather worry about as he's rounding the bases, acting like he's covering up his shirt or his chest. Like that's, that's what, what about I mean, the other games the, when he when all he's doing is striking out? Like let's move on from that that narrative. Uh, this it's stupid. I disagree. It's stupid. I, I, I agree. Stupid. I, I guess I agree and disagree with you in this sense because you. Oh, there we Aaron go. Judge. Dylan playing yes. the fence again. Dylan on the fence once no, again. No. You know what? He, he rounds third base, and he gets an opportunity. I hit one. You know what? Let's mock him. Let's mock him. So he does that little dance thing there. So I don't care what's going on in their head. I'm still pissed at what happened in 2017 if I'm in that Yankees clubhouse. Every opportunity you get, you were that close to winning the World Series or getting there, and you get uh, Chapman smiling after he blows a yeah. What's up Chapman smiling Over after it. he blows a save every time? But anyway, that's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's Over insane. It. It's like, it's like, the, it's I like can't oh my it. God, my, my boyfriend cheated on me nine years ago. I, I'm still so upset. I can't move, move on with my life. Get over it. You got to let it go. Otherwise, the Yankees are going to continue to be where they're at. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear Yankee fans anymore talking about how they should have won in 2017. Well, guess what? Dez caught it. I've been saying that for forever, right? Yeah, but Dez didn't cheat. The Astros had a whole system that went on. They got Jesus Marwin Gonzalez paid. Tony Kemp paid. Jake Marisnik paid. They all got paid when they left, and they're all hitting like shit right now. And none of them are on the team anymore. Like, that, that's my point. Yeah, it's like, because the Astros knew it. they were cheating, and they got away with good stats. How is Altuve hitting? Because I, I believe Altuve is the guy Altuve's that just great. hit the three-run Like bomb. I said, Altuve was good before the cheating and after the cheating. Didn't Correa just make the all-star team? Like, that's my point. It, he's not there because they're two chicken shit. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm sick of it. Correa is the only exception. Everybody else, chicken shit. Listen, Dylan, you don't know whether you're on one side or the other. I kind of agree with you, but I kind of don't. Dylan is sitting on the fence. This is Dylan right here. This is Dylan sitting on the fence. I don't know. I kind of agree with you, but I kind of don't. I'm not really sure. Because you'll make five upset. points every time you open up your mouth. You're over there saying, the Yankees are a bad baseball team. They should be beating the Tigers. I agree. But I'm not going to agree to say they should get over the cheating situation. They need to get over it. They're so consumed with it that they can't play baseball. They only play well against the it. Astros. They're, they've taken two of three twice against the Astros. Two of three against the Astros They twice. needed a masterful they can't performance beat anybody for else. Garrett Cole to beat them. And they would have swept them. And they would have swept them if it wasn't for Altuve twice hitting walk-offs. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Yankee fans, let then it go. how they take two of three? Yankee fans, let it go. All right, Dylan. Not tell all the wonderful, beautiful fans where they can find us. You can find us on Twitter at roughcut underscore sports on Facebook, where we just got a thousand shout out everybody at rough cut sports on Instagram at the rough cut sports and at YouTube where we're transitioning here shortly rough cut sports cast. Uh, be sure to check out our new NFL show coming out there soon. Click subscribe, get that bell and let us know when we are going live. This is kind of, this is kind of strange for me. I'm, I'm watching the all-star game and Lance Lynn and Lance Lynn is the second pitcher. Like, I'm, I'm, he's having a, you know, he's having a good year. Um, he's having a great year. Yeah, I, I, it's, just, it's just weird to me, like, hearing Lance Lynn. Um, 
as the number two guy right after Otani. Uh, it's uh, Lance Lynn has had a solid career. Go back to his Cardinal days. Oh, He's no, got an ERA sitting around three. I'm not knocking Lance Lynn. It's just, you know, we're normally used to the DeGrom. The Scherzers, well, he's the Verlanders, playing. the you know that type of stuff. But speak, I mean, the All Star Game is in full effect. It's one nothing bottom two, and this is what this is what our main event's going to be about. So let's get into the main event, ladies and gentlemen. This is the main event of the evening. The main event is brought to you by Yeti. Go out and get your Yeti merchandise. They got great um, coolers and what do they what do they call the cups? What what are those names of those cups? I, I need I need help. I always forget the name of the cups. Can, can I get a producer to type tumblers. in tumblers? <laughs> the tumblers, as Vinny talks with his mouth full. Um, yes, that was the producer, Vinny Mullen. Shout out the, the tumbler cups that have the rough cut sports cast on them. Um, go out and put your rough cut logo on them. Go, you know, support Yeti, support the sports show or the rough cut sports cast show and uh, go get yours. And they have that crustacean orange that AJ loves. Oh, so much. All right, uh, Dylan, we, we mentioned this last week. Oh, there's the crustacean. Uh, we, we mentioned this last week. The American league has dominated the all-star game. They, they've won every game since 2013. I believe they're like 25, six and one in their last um, 32 games. It's been pure domination by the American League. And now we're seeing them up to a 1-0 lead already early. What what does the National League have to do to get a win? What, what, I mean, are we ever going to see the National League win again? They need to not start two Pirates in the All-Star game. That's what they need to do. No, um, on a more realistic note, um, I mean, I feel like, you know, the, the, the way the All-Star games align, it's basically a flip of the coin. Like, I think there's more National League talent than there is American League talent in the game right now. You look at, like, the Fernando Tatises. When Lindor's right, he gets right. I know he's not at the All-Star game. But you see a lot of great talent uh, on the National League side, especially in the pitching rotation or uh, on the pitching staff, I should say, going through the whole entire list. I mean, Tatis is just one of the game's best players. Freddie Freeman, he's up for a contract at the end of the year trying to see if he'll stay in Atlanta. I mean, there's just – there's so much talent in the National League to where I feel like they should compete more, but it seems like American League's like the older brother that always beats down the little brother every single time they play. And I don't know what it is. It just goes back in time to where they just they just have always been that much more dominant. So uh, it's, it's tough. But, I mean, I think the National League is more talented. Would you agree? Uh, I do. I, and we talked about the pitching staff of the National League. When we, when we – I mean, Max Scherzer went from not making the all-star team to starting the game. So uh, just that alone is, is is mind-boggling. And then you got guys like DeGrom who didn't play or or um, they brought in Peralta. And, like, he, again, he didn't make the team. And we were talking about him supposed to be there. And then they bring him on. Their depth in the pitching staff was so deep, I thought that they could overcome whatever the American League threw out there. Now, it's still early in the game. I still have the National League winning the game. I think they'll find a way to win. But the storylines about this game are the amount of guys that get invited they either get selected through the fan process or the coaches bring them on or their replacements. And then they choose not to go. And I know I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of the Astros. Okay. <laughs> As you can see here, it's like players and then Astros. 
So I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of all four Astros and why they didn't play. Of course, because you're jumping on the Astros fence. You're loving that. No, thing. no, no. Because I, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. argue with my wife is pregnant. Be I'm not going to argue with my wife is pregnant or my family's. Sick. Oh, that's one player. What about Brantley? What about what about everybody else that made the All Star team? Again, they had four All Stars and four of them sat out, and they all did not. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I mean, do you want me to give you the excuse they gave the league? No, you don't no. want to hear it because you're the type of person you're just going to stay where you're at. So it's fine. No, I, it, you, it's true. I don't want I, to have this debate with you, Dylan. Thank you. What's a bunch of crap? His one's wife is having a baby, right? Right. Actually, I two, agree. Actually, Correa, two people. Phenomenal. Correa, Correa went out for COVID originally or went for his wife originally, then because of COVID protocols. Presley's wife is having a baby. Altuve had said weeks before that he wasn't 100% and that he likely wouldn't play. And then you have Brantley. And I'm not sure. I didn't look up Brantley's reason but yeah, Brantley ain't got nothing to do anyways Brantley's been a, a hitter his whole life I don't think that has anything to do with 2017 or the cheating so calm down okay just makes now. the whole entire team look bad oh Jesus Christ can you bring up that list one more time Vinny I want to talk about some of the other guys that that chose not to play you Darvish and Posey are on the injured list but then we get Yadier Molina who is chosen later and then selects not to play. And it, again, because he had an injury earlier in the year and he wants to be ready for the second half of the season. DeGrom wants to make sure his arm is rested. Mookie Betts has been dealing with injuries on and off throughout the first part of the season. What kind of impact, and this is really where I wanted to get to, what kind of impact does this have on the All-Star game and for Major League Baseball? I believe that the All-Star game for, for baseball is one that even though it's never meant anything, I know they tried the experiment of winning conference or whatever gets the gets the home home field advantage during the world series i believe the all-star game is really important for major league baseball i think it's a time where the the young stars can show personality guys can get or fans can get to know them and see what they're about i think with guys missing the all-star game it hurts it hurts major league baseball in a big way it does. I also think it's going to get fixed. I mean, we mentioned earlier on this show um, in the in the earlier episodes that there is a collective bargaining agreement coming up later on uh, in the off season where they're gonna they're gonna fix a lot of things. The baseball this year is going to look a lot different than it will next year if there even is a season. I've been hinting at a lockout for quite some time, but I, I do think that they're going to find a way to fix it to where these stars are not going to be. They're going to have to pay a fine or something where they sit out because right now it's like all right, you know what, I, I want the week off because I need to see my family, and which I, I agree. I understand that players do need that time to just have that break. But I feel like if you're trying to grow the game and trying to get people involved, you need your best stars marketing. You don't need Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier starting on the National League. What is, what is it with you and those Pirates? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stop hating on the Pirates. I know they're bad, man. Believe the I love alone. Brian Reynolds. Brian Listen. Reynolds is very underrated, but he should not be starting on the National League All-Star team. I'm I'm happy that we have guys like Vlad Guerrero and, and Fernando Tatis and the Shohei Otanis of the world that can come out and put their talents on display. We talk about these guys all year long. Shohei's been the 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 name that everybody's been talking about the first half of the season. Fernando Tatis is, plays with this electric energy. Vlad Guerrero lost weight and comes back and he's hit. I mean, he's hit the shit out of the ball this year. These guys are what is going to make baseball relevant again. And I think that it's important that Major League Baseball takes a look at it and in, at least make sure that when you're voted there or when you're given that honor that you that you are on the field. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to play nine innings, but most of these guys are getting one at bat, two at bats, 
or they're pitching, you know, one inning. Like, come on, if you can't give that up for the league, then something's wrong. We, I mean, it's, this is not the NFL, okay? We all know in the NFL, the Pro Bowl, nobody cares about. The All-Star game in basketball, the All-Star game in football or, or in baseball matters. And um, I think that's, I think it's important. But I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I, Major League Baseball needs to look at, I don't know if they can actually change that. If these players choose not to play, what can we do? They're all going to use injury. right. There, that that's that that's that line. That's the line. Like I, I personally think they need to come up with a rule in the during the CBA agreement uh, going forward that it, when it comes to the All Star Game, you have to be on the injured list. If you're not on the injured list, then you're going to have to pay a whatever the amount of fine is, whether it's fifty thousand, hundred thousand, whatever it is. Maybe it's steeper than that to where you really need to show the stars on the biggest stage. And if they're not going to show up on the biggest stage, then uh, they're not going to they're going to have to pay a fine for it. That that's an interesting idea. Uh, fans in the chat, if you guys have ideas on how Major League Baseball can get guys like a Degrom and Altuve, a Correa, to be forced to actually play in the game, let us know. Tell us what you think. All right, Dylan, we have top of the third, and and our boy Vlad Guerrero is up. Uh, Fernando Tatis is actually talking at shortstop. I, I want your prediction. I want your prediction for who wins MVP of the All Star Game. And I know this Ooh. is this is probably one of the hardest questions you can ask because it, it could be anybody, right? You don't know who's going to come up with a timely at bat. But as I say that, Guerrero just went yard. Okay. <laughs> so Guerrero Vlad, just, Vlad just hit Jr. a solo. Yeah, he just went yard. So I would say the early favorite is Vlad Guerrero as he's talking shit to Tatis as he rounds the bases. Yeah, good for him. Uh, good for Guerrero, honestly. But uh, looking at it, I. I need to get away from the hometown hero thing. Do you know what I was going to say? I was, I was thinking Arenado, but I, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I'm looking at it right here. And you know what? I'm going to go. Well, I mean, I guess it's safe now with Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, it's probably Vlad Jr. Good choice. I, I, I am going to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somebody else. I'm gonna go Tatis. I think he comes up in a big spot as his second at bat. And I think he does something special. Um, is it harder to prevent Rafi Devers sleeper? I, I yes. I want to answer this question because I do think it's harder for pitch or harder to prevent pitchers from opting out. Um, pitchers, there's so many. There's so many stigmas around their arms and and arm care and how many innings they throw. And we've seen it right there on the list when you have guys like Woodruff and Gosman who aren't hurt, but they're not pitching in this game because of next week they have starts or later in the week they have starts coming up. And so you, you have to find that fine line of, of guys that are there to perform for their team versus just the entertainment factor of the all-star game. So I do think it's going to be hard for major league baseball to tell a pitcher, Hey, you have to pitch. But again, do they have to pitch? Can't they like, if Gosman goes to the game as an all-star, you don't have to throw him if you know he's throwing Thursday. But when you say I opt right. out, and, and I know they opt out because they want other guys to get an opportunity, but when they say opt out, it looks as if they're trying to duck the all-star game, and, and I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, that, that's that's where I draw the line. Like, if you're selected, I feel like you should still go if you want to. Um, I would not give a one-game suspension, but, I mean, that's just me. Like if you're a pitcher, that's one start of your start of your season. I would not go as far as a one game suspension. Well, but, uh, no, no. Actually, if that, you're a pitcher, that's not even a game if you're not slated to start. 
Right, but they'll, they'll make it a starting game, right? You would assume, or maybe push them back. Well, no, they, I don't know. When they, when but, they uh, suspend them games, they'd have to suspend them for five games in order to get and make sure it's at least one start. Right, right. Um, but anyway, going back to answer that, it's not just it's not just do they want to start and that stuff. Like, if you're a starting pitcher, you got to get up in the bullpen. You're not used to doing that. You don't want to cause any strain to your arm. So going back to your point on arm care, like, if you're used to stretching, doing your whole your routine before the game, uh, throwing a bullpen, all that stuff before your start, and if they tell you, okay, get ready, you're coming in for the fifth inning or whatever, and you're Clayton Kershaw, you're going to be like, okay, then it might you might nick something. So there's definitely a factor there. If you're not a relief pitcher and you're a starting pitcher coming out of the pen, you're going to have to find a way to get there. But, I mean, we've seen, we've seen pitchers do it multiple times uh, with the All-Star game going forward, so I, I don't think it's too much of an issue. But Baseball players are so soft. Baseball players are so soft. It's 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 ridiculous. You got a job. All you got to do is get up there and hit. One at bat. You can't take one at bat. I think Major League Baseball needs. To I'm not. I'm not saying batting. I'm saying. I'm saying pitching. Again, same thing. Like you can't throw one inning. Do we really need to go back to the '80s and the '90s when they were throwing nine and ten inning games and like pitch counts weren't a thing? And I get it. The game has changed. I'm for it, but I, I just it, it, they're so okay, soft. Since, since you're a since you're an Astros fan, say, um, well, let's wait, say wait, Lance McCullers. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not an Astros fan, but yes, I do. Yes, you are. Yes, you, are. you haven't said a good thing about the Giants on this show, and you've been, you've been, uh, uh, insert term here about the Astros going, going. I, I will always stand up for people that are getting hated on for no reason. Simple as that. We're not in 2017 right, anymore. Move right. on. That's why you're all about Paul George. Jesus Christ, your jabs come out of nowhere and they have no merit. You're just swinging and missing all day. You look a lot like Aaron Judge right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so listen. Not on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Just stop it, Dylan. These one-liners are not funny. All right, so we have some we have some shows coming up later this month. Next week, we are going... Oh, next week, actually, we might have a special guest host next week. Um, there's this wonderful producer that's in the back right now that might be hosting Diamond Talk next week if I can't make Ooh. it. So um, you guys will be talking about recapping the first half of the season, kind of projecting forward for the second half. Again, mentioning what teams we feel like are, are coming out are going to be breaking out in the second half of the season. I have some surprise takes there. Um, so I'm hoping I'm able to make it. If not, I'll put them in Vinny's ear. That way he can represent um, for me because who knows? We know he hasn't watched a baseball game all year. Um, and then the following week, <laughs> the following week, we are talking trades. Dylan has some hot takes about who's, who's going to be traded, where he's going to be our, our resident insider as to who's on the move. And we can kind of pick and right. choose uh, how many we want to actually believe. Maybe, maybe Dylan will drop a TikTok video. How about that, Dylan? Maybe you'll drop let a me TikTok throw, video. Let me throw three. Oh, let me God, give you three right now. All right. All from the Cubs. Now everyone knows their expiring <laughs> contracts. The players. The players they're moving, Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell, and Ryan Tapera. Easy money. If That's you're going not to Vegas, I thought best, you were telling me where they're going to be. Who are they getting traded to? I'm not telling you where they're going to be. Bryant has been rumored to the Mets. Now, I, I don't know if I mentioned on this show. It might have been uh, Fun and Games Friday after I uh, came in second place of the spelling bee. But what happened there <laughs> was um, – what happened was that there were two scouts or scouts that went out to Port St. Lucie and they scouted uh, two two prospects in the Mets system out there. And uh, that's one of the places Bryant's rumored. So I, I would pull Bryant to the Mets. Craig Kimbrell, you look at a team like Oakland, look at a team like Houston, 
uh, battling in that division. You could also see him potentially returning to Boston uh, if, if Barnes wants to go into a, a role there. Ryan Tapera, just a reliever, more relief help, could also be the teams I mentioned with uh, Boston, Houston, or, uh, San, or uh, not San Francisco, Oakland. Okay. San Francisco could be in the mix for one of them too. Sounds good. Be on the lookout for all of Dylan's hot takes. Um, some are right. Most are right. I'll give, I'll give you credit. I'll give you some credit. Yeah. But your, your home run derby like was it. not right. And then also, make sure everybody, we have, I, we have some big news. Dylan is coming out here to California. Uh, two weeks, right? Two weeks from today? Yep. Two weeks from today, Dylan is coming out here to California. And we are going to go to the wonderful uh, Giants game. Um, they're playing the Dodgers. And uh, we're going we're gonna to be at the game together, him and I. So I'm sure we'll go live. Uh, I'm sure we'll give you guys some content yeah, from there. Sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. This has been a lifelong dream. Yeah, really good seats. A lifelong dream of Dylan's is to get out to, to the Giants ballpark. So we're going to make that dream come true. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good things to come. Like you said, we got pigskins and pancakes coming up August around the corner. But I will mm. not leave tonight's show. Without saying, once again, thank you very much to all the Facebook followers for liking, for getting us to 1,000 1, likes on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports, at RoughCut Sports on Facebook, and at the Rough Cut Sportscast on Instagram. Again, Rough Cut Sportscast on YouTube, where you got to hit that bell. Hit that subscribe, and make sure you're telling everybody. Tell your friends. It's not that hard. It's only one click away. And then next week, <laughs> I can't stand you guys back there. Next week, Dixie Normus, myself, <laughs> Vinny Milani, and AJ Johnson are bringing you our 100th episode. You saw the social media post today. Chime in. Let us know your favorite moments of our first 99 shows so we can clip those. We're going to take a look back. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're also playing Jeopardy the, the following evening on Fun and Games Friday. Ooh. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. You can't Other stop the rough cut. You can only hope to contain it. Oh Jesus! Another another Dylan miss. All right. That, With no, that being teaser. said, teaser for Friday. The American League is up two nothing as we round out the show. Dylan, do you have anything else relevant to say? I'm trying to think of something relevant, but everything's irrelevant, so I'm gonna stop. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! It's going off. All right, guys, for Aaron Mukes, the Mukesiah, once again, right with the Home Run Derby call. He is Dylan Kearns. Until next week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for Diamond Talk. Be sure to tune in to the Rough Cut Sportscast tomorrow. He's out. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.